Shadows way too long. You always thought that you were weak, but babe, you're wrong. Yeah, you better step into the light, just give it a try. Think that it's time you let that spark out. You've been hiding in the shadows way too long. Hey, welcome to the Coming Out Late Podcast. I'm Robin, your host, and I'm a late bloomer just like you. We are a part of a rapidly growing, lesser known, or even talked about subset of the queer community. We're a tribe, if you will. And if you're anything like me, when I came out, I was confused, scared. I felt like I was going crazy and I felt all alone and had nobody to talk to. Not to worry, you've come to the right place. In the Coming Out Late podcast, you'll hear real, raw, and relatable Coming Out Late stories. You'll be inspired, informed, and educated, and you'll definitely feel supported. And you can stop feeling like you're living someone else's life and start living your own. So welcome. You have found your tribe. And welcome to the Coming Out Late podcast. Whoa-ho-ho! We are back together again. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back. I feel like I should be playing the song, theme song to Welcome Back, Cotter. And I will not even try to sing it for you. No way. But welcome. Welcome back or welcome for the first time if you're a first-time listener. And thank you for listening. I'm Robin, and I'm your host of the Coming Out Late podcast. And this is episode number two. I'm calling this episode, But How Do I Know If I'm Really Gay? What if I'm wrong? How do I know if I'm really gay and what if I'm wrong? Well, first of all, so what if you're wrong? I mean, you know, it's not like you've told the whole world yet, maybe, hopefully. But um, yeah, so that's what this is. Th- this episode is all about. And as I promised, at the end of episode one, I said I would share how I figured out how I decided or realized that I'm really gay. And um, like I said, I, I had my aha moment and literally said, holy shit, I'm gay, and then laughed out loud hysterically and said, okay, now what? Which will probably be episode three. Now what? Now that I know that I'm really gay. Um, so, okay, so how, to, how did, I guess I'll start with, yeah, what did I do? So here I was, you know, infatuated with women left and right, and it was getting increasingly more frequent, more intense, And I've, you know, I just got to my breaking point and I've heard so many other women tell me that as well, that, you know, they would say, I just couldn't stand it anymore. You know, I had to do something about this. And that's kind of where I I was. I mean, it never crossed my mind that I could be gay or lesbian, but I had to figure out why was I so intensely infatuated with, um, with several women, um, or, Almost all women, I guess. I don't know. But uh, so what I did, um, the, the only thing I could figure out to do, and this was in March of 2015, because I just didn't know what was wrong with me. Um, I marched my little self into my supermarket. And and, and believe me, I, I told you this is, this is kind of an out-of-the-ordinary long way. I took the long road. To, to figure this out, I, I marched my little self into the into my local supermarket and bought myself a gift card. 
because I'm not proud of this because I thought, well, it's normal for me to buy gift cards. I buy gift cards uh, for friends and family all the time. So I bought myself a gift card. Then I marched my little self over to Staples and I bought myself a burner phone with a completely different phone number and different account and the whole nine yards. And uh, with the money that was remaining on my gift card, I then signed up for a dating site. It was either our time or plenty of fish. I'm not sure which, or possibly both. I'm not sure. I don't recall, but it was it was either our time. I think it was plenty of fish, actually. And so I was filling out my profile, not not too much in depth because I didn't know much about myself at that time. And I got to the part where I had to pick, are you a woman looking for a man or are you a woman looking for a woman? And boy, did that feel weird. I was like, well, and you know, I mean, my gosh, here I was choosing, well, let me see what it's like if I choose woman looking for a woman. And I still didn't the, the word gay or lesbian never crossed my mind. And, and, and again, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> People would be like, oh boy, she's really not a sharp tool in that box. But whatever. That's how deep my denial was. I mean, come on, let's get real here. That's how deep my homophobic denial was in full bloom. Full bloom. So, so... <laughs> late blooming, full bloom, no pun intended, but it was, it was so deep-seated that here I was clicking woman seeking woman, and it didn't cross my mind that I could be gay. But I couldn't understand why every woman that passed by me, I would be checking them out and wondering if they were gay or not. Um, so so here I was, I had, uh, I had a, a dating site account, I had this burner phone, and I started to strike up conversations with a with a handful of women. And this was back, you know, like I said, it was in 2015. So dating sites, in my opinion, were a bit better than where they might be now. And um, I think I only got catfished once uh, by a guy, by a dude, and uh, really ticked me off. But um, so here, here I ended up meeting, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight women I was chatting with. And lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, I think probably seven out of eight of the women I spoke to had all been previously married to men and were now divorced or separated, or some were still married, but they had an open marriage, and they were now exploring relationships with women. And I was, I I just could not believe my ears and eyes. And I said, oh my gosh, this is a thing this is a real thing. Like there are other women out there who are married to men or were married to men and they're exploring relationships with women. Like I, I, I could not believe it. I could not believe that this was a real thing. And I, and I have to tell you, I, I was, I was over the moon happy and elated and thought, okay, this isn't just me. I'm not going crazy. There are other women out there, and apparently a ton of us, there are a ton of us out there who, for whatever reason, you know, it, and it doesn't even matter really, for whatever reason, whether they came from a super religious family 
or super uber religious background or uh, had super homophobic family members or they them or like me stuffed the homophobic um, you know didn't it was just in complete denial you know it was just homophobic and was in complete denial for my whole life and was not even really aware of it so it doesn't matter you know why we are the way we are and finding out that you know you might be a lesbian lesbian can feel different for everyone you know it just we have so many different paths but somehow it leads us together here with this podcast or on my facebook group or which is coming out late community or i have two coming out late and coming out late community um, it's just amazing how we have found one another and how it, it just to this day still boggles my mind since 2015, how many women have been in this situation and there were so few resources back, back in 2015. I mean, I think I read one or two books once I had that realization that there are women out there who have done this. Um, and I will, I will give you those resources Two my first two books I read. One was called Switching Teams. I'll have those in the show notes because they were great books. Um, there was another one, um, also that was very helpful. And I thought, oh my God, there, I mean, yay, there are other women out there who are feeling what I'm feeling. And it's it's really quite a, you know, at the time I thought it was a small subset of the LGBTQ community, but I, I actually think it's an, you know, it's an enormous, you know, subset of the community and still growing like crazy. And it's through podcasts like this and the Lesbian Chronicles and Diking Out and all the other Facebook groups, um, late bloomer lesbians, you know, it's, it's from all of these resources that we're able to let other women know that this is normal, you're okay, it's going to be okay. And um, yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're, I'm here to help. I'm here to help you get through this process, through the journey. And it's going to look different for everybody. It will look different for everybody. But, um, you know, and, and the other thing too, is some people know, some people just know at a really young age. You know, I had somebody tell me that they knew when they were five or six years old that they liked girls. And I thought, damn. I mean, I was climbing trees at five and six years old. I was a super duper tomboy, which should have been like my first clue, but uh, it wasn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of us just know at a young, early age, and some of us don't. And, and I really think a lot of it has to do with either our religious upbringing, um, and I'm not blaming anything on religion. It just, you know, we all know that they're not exactly super supportive of, you know, same-sex relationships. So, you know, we stuff. We learn to stuff things down. And, and I must have stuffed things down myself um, for years. And I don't recall – I did not grow up in a religious family. I, I don't recall – being around anybody who was homophobic. But for me, in my particular case, and, and keep in mind, we're, we all come to this conclusion differently. It's kind of like we're all trains on train tracks, but we're all going to meet up at the same station. And we're going to have this enormous aha moment together, and we're going to support each other. We're going to celebrate our, our new identities. Um, but the journeys are different for each and every one of us. And it's like our fingerprint almost. So for me, I think, and I have no way of knowing this, I think 
that when my mother died when I was 10 years old, I think that changed the trajectory of my life because I have a vague recollection when I was eight or nine years old, my mother had me in tennis lessons and I remember her, what she looked like, and I still remember her name to this day. I wanted to be the teacher's pet in the worst way. And in looking back, I think, oh, I bet I had a crush on her. I I wanted to be so special in her eyes. You know, I wanted her to notice me. And so that may have been the beginnings of me coming to realize, you know, my sexual identity. But, you know, within 18 months of that time, my mother dies. And and that just, you know, it derailed me. I mean, talk about trains on a track. I mean, that that experience really was traumatic and took years and years, probably decades and lots of therapy to work through. And it derailed my train. You know, it, it set me off on a on a different tangent, and um, I, I I don't know that that's my only theory. I, I I don't recall having crushes on girls in school. Um, I did have one girl kiss me because she told me I should practice kissing so that when a boy wants to kiss me, I would know what I'm doing. So I don't know. I I don't I don't remember. I don't recall liking it. Um. When she kissed me, and I was a little put off that she she sort of forced herself on me, but um, I think I was in sixth grade or something like that, seventh grade. And but anyway, it, it's it's just amazing how we all end up back at the train station together with varying different levels of awarenesses, varying different levels of journeys, and and how we got here. But the important thing is, you know, you're here. You're here listening to this podcast. Hopefully, you're in some supportive um, Facebook groups. I know I have two coming out late community and coming out late. Hopefully, one of these days I'll merge the two because they're confusing me. And I also conduct Zoom meetings, focus groups with uh, women who wish to just kind of talk to other women in 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 our same shoes or similar shoes. Um, I I. Because I'm a few stages and and steps ahead of other women who haven't gotten to where I'm at yet, I try to pay it forward by by sharing my experiences and sharing my stories, and that's that's what I hope to do on this podcast is to get um, get people on that want to talk about issues that are related to coming out later in life, and you know how do you tell your husband you're gay or you think you're gay. Um, do you stay together? Do you not stay together? How do you co-parent? What does that look like? How do you tell your children if you have children? What do you do if you've realized, you know, what do you do if you realized uh, later in life that you are gay, but you've never been married and you don't have children? You know, where is your community? And that's what this podcast is about, is about building community, building our tribe so that we, so that we can really rely and lean on one another and, and so that we can eliminate that feeling like we're, we're, A, we're all alone and isolated because we're not. There are thousands of us out there, thousands. And, um, and so, you know, I want to eliminate that feeling of isolation, eliminate the feeling that, oh my gosh, I'm all alone, and provide support and resources to help other women get through this journey. We call it the messy middle, you know, from the time that you realize, holy shit, I'm gay. What do I do now? And am I really gay? 
um, you know, from this moment forward, we call it the messy middle because there are so many feelings that you're going to feel, um, so many feelings that if you are partnered up or are married, your spouse is going to feel, um, you know, so many feelings that your children may feel. And um, together we can get through this. Together we can talk about it. We can lament. We can celebrate. Uh, you know, we can lean on one another. We can break down the walls of um, the heteronormative crazy mores that that uh, plague our society. We can talk about things like stuffing down uh, homophobic feelings. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the topics are endless, absolutely endless. So if you... If you have topics that you wish uh, for me to explore and discuss, or if you think you'd like to be on the podcast and talk about your particular story uh, or ask questions, by all means, you can email me at comingoutlater, that's comingoutlater at gmail.com, and I would be happy to either uh, talk about your question on on air, on the podcast, and, and attempt to answer it. And um, I also hope to have therapists on and legal people and financial planners because, you know, many of us have come from a stay-at-home mom background. I know I was one. And um, it's frightening to suddenly be independent and on your own and having to figure out how do you find a job after all those years of not working? What can you do to support yourself? Where do you live? Um... You know, it's 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 a scary journey, but it's a doable journey. It is and and the end result can be whatever you want it to be. And and that's the beauty of this all is that there is no one right way or wrong way of doing any of this. You can stay married and sometimes still have the opportunity to be in same-sex relationships. Sometimes the spouse doesn't go along with that and you end up separating or divorcing. But I know so many people in this day and age where the relationship with their ex-husbands is fantastic and, and they're friends, they work together. Um, so we're, we're going to talk about all of this, all of this on the Coming Out Late podcast. There are so many issues and topics and concerns and celebrations. You know, we try to celebrate on my Zoom meetings. We try to celebrate one another with even just the smallest of things. Like I went on my first date or I finally got you know, the lease on the apartment or the condo. Um, it, there's just, you know, I'm, I, I finally cut my hair short and I look more gay. You know, I dyed my hair. I pierced my nose. I mean, it, it all sounds silly, but when it's, it's not silly, you know, we're going through a whole new stage in our life and it's not too dissimilar to going through puberty. It's, it's strange. I mean, we're trying to find our identity. We're trying to find ourselves and one thing I can tell you for sure is that it is absolutely 1,000% freeing. It is a very freeing feeling to allow yourself the opportunity to explore what you think is what's best for you. Because, you know, as they say in the airline industry, uh, so many women, I digress, but so many women worry about ruining their husband's lives, ruining their children's lives. And we seldom, as females in our society, put ourselves first. But as the airline industry so aptly reminds us is that we need to put the oxygen mask on ourselves first before we can help anybody else in our lives. And that is so true. 
So if we, we all need to learn to put the oxygen mask on ourselves first, explore what doesn't feel right, explore what does feel right, come to our own conclusions, and I promise you, everybody will survive this. Everybody will survive this. It's, it's, it can be daunting. It, it can be a slow, long process. It can be definitely a difficult, painful process. It's, it's a rebirth. I mean, anyone who's given birth knows that, um, you know, there's an epidural for a reason. There's a reason you take that epidural. But there's no epidural in life, you know, and, and that's okay. We need to feel all the feelings. We need to understand the magnitude of what we're going through and, and give ourselves some grace and some love because, um, you know, this is just who you are. This is who I am. I never in a million years expected to be in this position. Uh, 60 years old and coming out to myself at the age of 54, I just, if you had told me that when I was 40 years old, I, I don't know, I, I wish somebody had said that to me. I, I would love to have seen my reaction, but it will be okay. I'm here to tell you that you will be okay. So reach out to me, coming out later at gmail.com. This is your coming out late podcast, not mine. We build this together. We will build this one episode at a time together. And I so look forward to being your host and taking you week by week through a journey, through your journey, through other people's journeys. And um, together we'll get through this. Together we can make it happen. And don't forget, it's, it's better to be late than to be sorry. And it's never too late. If you're looking for your people, your community, and a safe place to learn and get answers to your questions, then come join the conversation. Come join us in our private Facebook group, Coming Out Late Community, because we all know it's better late than never, and it's never too late. So-